Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 2nd. It's week 7 of Indiana High School football on Friday night. College football will continue to roll along, and NFL is starting to gather up a lot of injuries and people wanting traded, so things are getting interesting. I promise this weekend I will bring more college and NFL talk to you. Uh, high school football and other high school sports have been really busy right now, so I've been focused in on them, but I will start bringing you more college and NFL starting this weekend, I promise. Uh, my first guest tonight is Coach Nancy Witted out of Union City. They had a big county victory, uh, championship victory on last weekend, and I had her call in to kind of talk about the history they made and uh, just how awesome it is for the in Union City Indians. of the Union City Girls Volleyball, Nancy Witted. Thank you, Nancy, for calling in tonight. No problem. Thank you. So can you kind of talk about you guys win county last weekend. It's the first time in 27 years, and then I yes. just got informed that it's the second time ever in school history, which even makes us even better. Can you just kind of talk about the emotions and the feelings you guys had last weekend? Oh, wow. Well, um emotions were, were high. I think, uh, of course, uh, probably higher than as they've ever been um, my five years of coaching there. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, with uh, the, the, the seasons that, that my girls have had, uh, you know, I've had uh, these girls since they were freshmen, uh, and I started out as seventh graders, and, you know, I've worked with them since then, and uh, it's been a for them. Um, they you know, I've watched them grow and, and, and you know, take the losses and, and losses and losses over and over again. And, and you know, as they've grown and they've learned and they, um, they finally um, have uh, found confidence, you know, and they know how good they are and they know what they can do. Um, and they, you know, finally see how tough they can be. Um, and they not only prove that deal, you know, the community and to Monroe Central, but they proved it to themselves, and I think that's what uh, um, was was so uh, great about Saturday was that they 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 showed themselves that they could do it. Yeah, I think it's you just know? absolutely incredible that you guys were able to uh, pull that off because Monroe Central yeah. beaten you twice during the season, correct? Um, just no, yeah, you're right, twice. That's just, and then you guys were able to knock them off in the championship. So you, you go in, you beat Union in two sets in the first round. Then in the semifinals, you beat Randolph Southern in two sets, 25-21, 25-15. So then you get to meet Metro Central in the finals. Your girls know they already lost to them twice. How did you, like, gather the girls up and just, like, how did you believe that you could win uh, against a team that had already beat you twice and you'd already won a couple tough matches? Uh, and like, how did you just gather all the girls up and uh, pull that off last weekend? Um, yeah, I, I tell them that morning, I sent each one of them a text message. And, you know, I said, girls, I believe in you. And I said, I love each and every one of you. And I think that's a big, um, uh, I think that's a big, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a big... I don't want to say selling point, but it's, it's a big deal for them to know that the coach loves them, you know, and, a, and the coach is not there just to win games, but it's there to see them, is there to see them succeed, you know, and, and, and 
person and I'm, um, so you know I always um, try to uh, build their confidence you know and you know say um, you know like Maya Malloy and uh, Mariah Claywell um, my two biggest hitters you know I keep uh, telling them you know you got you know Teddy you got 10 kills tonight you're, you know, you're getting ready to hit the 400 mark for, for Maya, and nobody's, nobody's ever done that for Union City. Oh. You know, Mariah's only a sophomore, and she's getting ready to hit the 300 mark. So, you know, I just keep giving them, you know, small goals, and, and actually, it's a big goal, but, um, you know, just things to, to go after, and uh, to believe that they can do, and just, to, you know, to believe in themselves, and, and we're just working on uh, a lot of individual things and, and practices and not just doing drills for the sake of doing drills. You know, it's, right. it's like, you know, if someone needs to work on their serves, they're going to work on their serves, you know, not just everybody work on their serves because that's what, you know, what we're doing today. <laughs> it's more focused. Um, uh, we just became more focused. And then, you know, when we, we hit Monroe Central, uh, we knew that, they thought when they they played Winchester, they thought that they had one kind of championship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like, oh, we got Union City. That's going to be easy. Yeah. You know, and I, and I told my girls that I said they, you know, they think that they have won the championship, and I said you got to go out there and you got to prove them wrong. You know, you've won two matches today, um, and that you know it wasn't easy. You know. We, we condition them all year long. It's not just two weeks before the season. So, you know, they have endurance and they have the skill um, and they just needed to get their confidence up. And I think winning those two matches that day got their confidence up and, um, and you know, having coaches that believe in them uh, and help them believe in themselves, uh, I really think uh, that was a big factor. For sure, yes. Uh, like you're talking about putting the confidence in your players. You know, I sometimes think uh, coaches sometimes may don't set you know small small enough goals to reach. Uh, maybe they you know let's go win a state championship. No, let's uh, let's win county and then conference. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and uh, you know your two best uh, hitters. You know, go get 400 kills for your your season or, mm-hmm. and or a career record and. Um, you know, just keep setting those type of goals. That way, they have something to reach for, and it's not just like right. you know, we're not going to win state. You know, like well, what are you right. talking about? But, you know, let's take exactly. it one thing at a time. So, right. what you were able to do yeah. with those girls uh, last weekend was just amazing, and uh, I'm sure it was kind of like you know, maybe your girls uh, were like, oh, Meadow Central, but then Meadow Central's kind of like, yes, Union City, and then the way yeah. you guys, were, you guys were just able to pull that off and. Uh, like we talked about earlier, it's just been up and down uh, kind of season for you guys. You know, a couple wins right. in your own, then you mm-hmm. drop four or five. And so now you've won county, and you're on a five-game winning streak. Um, mm-hmm. Can you just kind of talk about how you're going to be able to keep the girls uh, going? Because you got, I think you got four matches left, and you just got to be able to keep that right. momentum going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four matches, and then uh, we're on the sectionals. Right. Um, you know, I think... Um, you know, something that a referee said to me, uh, one of the officials last night said, um, they look like a team that know how to win now. <laughs> you know? Yep. So that, that made me feel really good. And I'm like, yeah, they do. They, you know, they, they finally know what it's like to win. Um, and I think that's going to be, uh, that's going to make 
close the deal. Right. Um, and, and that was kind of like they know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and they know how to um, not let one or two or even three mistakes uh, bring them down for the rest of the match. Right. You know, they, they, can, they can pull themselves out of that and, and, you know, and they can pull each other out of that. Yeah. Um, and I have a great, great uh, captain in Heidi Livingston. Um, she is uh, probably one of the best I've had um, in uh, bringing, them, bringing them up and being positive and, and you know, uh, being encouraging. Um, but, you know, she'll tell them, <laughs> you know, somebody needs to hear something. She's not going to be nice about it. You've got to have that captain for sure. Uh, yeah, she's 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 one of the best. Yeah, um, and that's why you know we chose her as captain because we knew that she would be uh, one of the one of the ones to do what needed to be done, and she does. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think this season, hopefully, if they keep up what they're doing, uh, we should finish it out pretty well. I think. <laughs> it looks like you guys have a good like uh, five or six seniors, and then five sophomores yes. and a freshman or something like that. Uh, yeah, we have we have five seniors, uh, four on on varsity, and then um, the rest are sophomores. We have no juniors. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think I saw any juniors on there, so no, no. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a mistake or not, or if I was reading it right. So no, um, no, makes things pretty interesting. You know, you'll lose you'll lose some people, but uh, yeah, good strong yeah. core to come back on, and um, right, you know, right. good experience to. Potential, a lot of potential. There's no doubt up. about it. Well, hey, uh, good luck the rest of the season. Uh, congratulations, Thank you so much. congratulations to you and your girls. Uh, just awesome what you guys did, um, and I wish you nothing but luck. And uh, hopefully, uh, good luck in the sectional, and you guys can uh, steal a few more games and surprise some people there too. Oh, we plan on it. <laughs> well, thanks again, Coach. All right. Thank you so much, Taylor. Once again, thank you to Nancy for calling in. Uh, that's one of those championships that can kind of just like turn a program around and hopefully that's a hopefully that's one of them for Union City just to turn that volleyball program around and uh, win a couple in a row and not have another uh, another 27 years to have to wait for that so awesome for Union City those girls uh, the coaches and uh, the community hopefully they really rally a lot uh, with those girls in the sectional time and support them so good job Union City girls volleyball uh, we're really proud of you. And the MEC Conference in football on Friday night, uh, the rankings I'm going to be giving are IFCA coaches poll. The AP rankings aren't out. I usually go by AP rankings, uh, just have since week week one. But we're going to do coaches poll because that's the only thing that was up earlier. Uh, at number 10 is Mineral Central. They're 4-2 and two on the season. They travel to Eastern Hancock. Eastern Hancock's 5-1. and one. It's going to be a really good challenge for Mineral Central on the road. They're going to be looking to get a big conference win, uh, just a really big win against a good team. Uh, and Mineral Central's going to have to shut down quarterback Houston Swan from Eastern Hancock. He's in the top five in passing right now in the state. He's just having a really, really good year. I believe he's over 20 touchdowns for the season. Doesn't turn the ball over very much. And uh, he's up there with the best of the best in the state. So, Mineral Central's defensive backs, uh, they're going to have to really, really defend the receivers. Uh, the defensive linemen are going to have to put pressure on Houston Swan. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be like South Adams, and they're going to get in a shootout, and they're going to have to score a lot of points. So, the defense is going to have to really, really step it up. Uh, 
in the MEC conference, there's three teams that are tied at one and one in the conference: Eastern Hancock, Shenandoah, and Mineral Central. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens down the stretch. Uh, four and two, Shenandoah goes to Northeastern. That should be another good matchup. Northeastern had a tough loss last week. Shenandoah is on a four-game uh, winning streak, and I caught up with their coach Jordan McCaslin last night. And uh, we talked about how they're starting to find their rhythm here and uh, becoming a really, really good team. All right, on the phone tonight, I have Shenandoah's head coach, Jordan McCaslin. Thanks for calling, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me. So it's your third year at Shenandoah. Uh, It's your first head coaching job. You're 23-7 so far to start off your uh, three years at Shenandoah. Can you kind of talk about what it's like to inherit a team like Shenandoah that – I mean, for the last 15 years, it seems like they haven't been below 500. So you kind of inherit a team that's used to winning, expects to win a few champion sectional championships under their belt since 2010. Uh, just kind of talk about what that was like as your first head coaching job so far. You know, definitely when I decided, you know, this is kind of the career path I wanted to go into, I didn't think I'd you know, be lucky and blessed enough to get that, that job that early uh, right away. But, you know, as an assistant there and learning a lot from Coach Weiger and some other coaches and um, the opportunity rose and, you know, I'm glad they selected me as the guy to take it over, but it was definitely some uh, added stressor, I felt like, just being as good as they were, you know, kind of being unsure of yourself as a young head coach and making sure, you know, you're doing everything right to, to keep the tradition going because you don't want to be that guy that, you know, the losing season start to happen or you're, you take a step back. Right, yeah, that's definitely a tradition they had going that, how do you think Shenandoah's been able to sustain that like winning tradition and uh, just tough, hard-nosed teams that like to run the ball and play good defense and uh, just overall good football for like a small small school, you know? I think, you know, it starts with the community, starts with your youth league. Um, our youth league guys do a phenomenal job. We have six tackle teams that are all-inclusive within Shenandoah, and they're third grade through sixth graders playing together. You know, we'll tell some people that, and it seems crazy, but there's weight limits on kids that can run balls, the ball, and the coaches do a great job, you know, keeping bigger kids away from young, you know, from some smaller guys. But I don't know, I think there's something about a third grade attack on a sixth grade, and you got to learn at a young age that, hey, you're going to, you know, play this sport, you got to be pretty tough to do it. So, and it's always been like that. I remember playing Shenandoah when I was in high school. You know, I was like, man, these guys are physical, they're fast, they're tough. Um, you know, it's always a big deal when you play Shenandoah. So, being on the good side of it now, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I never got to play Shenandoah, but I always remember looking, you know, at the rankings or schedules and it's like, Shenandoah's 7-1, Shenandoah's 5-2 to start the year and just been never losing. So, it's been pretty incredible what they've been able to do. How many kids do you guys have in that youth league? Um, each team's got each team's got about fifteen kids. So, and then we do own flag league as, a, as well, and that starts in the kindergarten. Um, and you know, we implement our system from a young age. And you know, the, the youth league coaches have our playbook, and you know, the stuff that they're doing is what we do on Friday nights for the you know very watered down level of it. But you know, the words are the same, and the kids know it. And you know, if they see a jet sweep on a Friday night. You know, it might hear a, a nine year old tells buddies, "Hey, there's jet." It's pretty special, and, and you know they've done that for a long time. And you know, I think it, I think it works, and I think it's what, it's what's worked for us. Yeah, I think it's it's about the only way to keep a a uh, program to win and and be able to hold the winning tradition is to be able to start in that second, third grade level flag football, and then you know tackle 
of football in fourth, fifth, sixth grade and just keep it going on in middle school and high school. That's how you build, a, you know, 10, 15 uh, kids, senior classes that have been together since third grade and stuff like that. And that's where our teams really become dangerous. It is, you know, and, and we're pretty fortunate there. And we've got some good, you know, good sizes in our middle school classes as well. Um, and, you know, kind of with what you hear with us going on in football anymore, it's, it's pretty special to be able to, you know, have 20-plus in the middle school in each grade. And, and those guys continue to, to love football and keep playing. I don't think some of these uh, big schools in the Indy area, I don't think they understand how hard it is to, to gather up a team when you're at, you know, Minnesota Central, Shenandoah, Winchester, uh, Northeastern schools like that. You're trying to scrap together 30 guys and um, keep them all healthy and stuff like that. It's just one of the challenges that makes it even harder for a 1A and 2A coach compared to a 5A and 6A uh, type class. So how do you guys try to handle that with uh, injuries during the season, uh, low on numbers, and uh, all the challenges that come along with that? Um, 
said it's probably one of your, your better effort games on the road. Absolutely. You know, we always get up for that game. And I thought our kids, you know, the Centerville game, and, you know, we talked about it, you know, and we talked about just finding our swagger, get that, get that swagger back and get back on the winning side of things. And I thought we did, and our kids played tough. But still, to me, they're still playing a little, just a step slow, just a little unsure of themselves um, in, the, in the Centerville win. And then when we got to the Lapel game, I really thought that things started clicking for them. Season. I could go either way. Um, it's just about taking care of the ball and, and doing things the right way. 
a new place, and it's just a learning curve. You know, with all the little stuff that goes into being a varsity football player, whether it's the speed or the physicality of it. Um, but the juniors have done a phenomenal job with that. They've done a great job leading, as well as our seniors. You know, they're few, but they, they've done a phenomenal job leading, and, and they continue to just keep getting better each week as well. So, you know, we've had some younger kids in there. Um, you know, those couple sophomores are playing for us. We've got a freshman starting for us on the defensive side. And, you know, it's kind of a big family because they're all kind of learning as they go together. You don't have that, that one guy that's been a, a three-year starter on the defensive side that, that knows it all. You know, they're all kind of learning as they go, so it makes it fun for us. Right, yeah, definitely a challenge. But you guys are handling it well, four in a row, uh, starting to come along. I kind of want to give props to one of your defensive guys, uh, Hummel. He's one of the top tacklers in the state, having a great start to the year. I believe he's at like 77 tackles. So uh, you got a really good player on the defensive side there to kind of uh, help you guys stay really physical on that side of the ball. Yeah, Justin. Justin does a great job, and we talked to you know we talked to him and Josh Farmer, our other inside linebacker, you know, before the season starts, and we kind of thought those those two would fight over tackles during games if they needed to, just because of how physical those two guys are and how fast they slide at the football. Um, so it's just kind of been, I don't know if it's been a scheme thing, but we've got two really good inside linebackers that, that like to hit people, that like to fly around, like to tackle. Um, so it makes it special for us. And, yeah, Justin keeps continuing to get better as well each week and just keep climbing the football and leading that defense. Yeah, he's uh, he's off to a really good start. It's always good to have two linebackers that like to hit a little bit. So I wish you nothing but luck the rest of the year, Coach. Uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, hopefully you can get some more wins before playoff time starts. That's the plan. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate Coach McCaslin coming on from Shenandoah. He's doing a great job at Shenandoah the last three years. I uh, wish them nothing but luck the rest of the year. And uh, he's, he's just a really, really good coach that you always uh, hope these high school programs have. So watch out for the MEC Conference the rest of the year. Uh, it's really, really good conference. There's only four teams, but there's three really solid teams in it. So keep your eyes out for the MEC Conference. Moving on to the TEC Conference, Lincoln travels to Union City. Union City will be looking to uh, build a little win streak here after their win last week. Centerville at Union County. Hagerstown travels to Winchester. Winchester's 4-2 and two on the year, and they got running back Cole Campbell. He's sixth in rushing in the state of Indiana. He's just having a great, great year. And then, like we said earlier, Shenandoah going to Northeastern. Northeastern's at the top of the TEC with uh, Winchester and Knightstown right behind them. And uh, Northeastern's going to be looking to have a big game, I'm sure. So good luck to Shenandoah. Good luck to Northeastern. Should be a great clash between two conferences. Try at Knightstown. Uh, that should be a great game for Knightstown. Northeastern's 5-1 and one in the conference. Deb Winchester's 4-1. and one. Knightstown's 4-1. and one. So we got another conference that we're going to be keeping an eye on for sure. And the Circle City Conference, number 4, Burbuff, at number 13, Terre Haute South. Ron Colley travels to number 7, Bloomington North. Uh, Normal West, out of Illinois, travels to number 1, Bishop Chatard. Pontiac Notre Dame, out of Michigan, travels to number 9, Garen Catholic. Sotard is 3-0 in the conference. Burbuff's 2-1, two leaders in that one. In the Metropolitan Conference, number 4, Carmel, travels to number 10, Ben Davis. Lawrence Central at number 9, North Central. North Central is on fire, one of the best teams in that conference right now. 
Pike travels to Center Grove. Number three, Warren Central at Lawrence North. Can Don McCauley and Lawrence North knock off the number three team in 6A? We'll have to keep an eye out on it. Warren Central's 4-1. and one. Then you got Carmel, North Central, and Ben Davis at 3-1 and one in that conference. Metropolitan's going to be really fun to watch, guys. Hoosier Crossroads, Franklin Central at number 12, Fishers. Noblesville at Hamilton Southeastern. Number 13, Westfield, travels to number 1, Avon. Zionsville at number 7, Brownsburg. Avon's 4-0 in the conference. Brownsburg's looking to catch them there at 3-1 in the conference. In the Hoosier Heritage Conference, number 6, Delta at Pendleton Heights. Greenfield at Yorktown. Mount Vernon at Newcastle. Shelbyville at Newpow. Delta and Newpow are 4-0 in the conference, and they're both 6-0 in the year. So it's going to be a great battle between those two the rest of the year. LaPel travels to Heritage Christian. Should be a good game for LaPel and quarterback Cole Alexander. They'll have a tough matchup there. Jay County travels to number two South Adams. Can South Adams and their quarterback continue to just roll right along? Number two West Lafayette at number one Lewis Cass. Can Lewis Cass knock off Kyle Adams? Hey, Kyle Adams is up for Mr. Football, no doubt about it. Between him and Charlie Spiegel, if you ask a lot of people. And I say Kyle Adams has just as good shot as anybody at knocking that out. So, uh, Mr. Football is going to be fun to watch the next few weeks. Uh, the conference races are heating up, and we just got some really, really good Indiana high school football to keep an eye on. And there's nothing like having some close conference matchups to end the year, and then playoffs time starts, and that's when everybody really, really starts getting excited and hopefully playing their best football to show everyone some really, really good games on Friday nights. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you, Coach McCaslin. Thank you, Coach Nancy Witted. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Wish we had more coaches like you guys. Um, just building up our youth, giving them confidence, teaching them new things on and off the courts, off the field. And uh, just really appreciate you guys calling in and uh, giving me some of your time on the evening. Uh, I'm continuing to really enjoy this. Uh, hopefully you guys are tuning in. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Uh, get your schools excited about it. Uh, trying to just, you know, Indy area, Hamilton County, uh, Randolph County, Delaware County, uh, just keep spreading it around. Let's uh, let's continue to build this thing up. Uh, like I tell uh, people, I'm not making any money off this thing. I'm just having a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, let's keep this thing going. I'll have more college football and NFL this weekend, I promise. We'll have some recaps, have some thoughts, and uh, we'll really get this thing rolling on. So thanks again, everybody. Have a good night, and good luck, everyone. Week 7, Indiana High School Football. And good luck to everyone else in their fall sports as the sectionals are starting on a lot of things, uh, tennis and uh, many other sports. So good luck, everyone, and good night. Thank you.